Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Rob Rat Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Rat and welcome back to another week of podcasting. You're very welcome along. If you're a first time listener, you're welcome to the podcast. And if you're coming back, thanks for coming back. Thank you. Thanks for coming back. We're and a uh, big shout out to everybody who's been just sharing and liking and subscribing and doing all the nice stuff to help us grow the podcast. It really, we really do appreciate it. It is good to see that we are seeing people react and respond online and people have been sending us messages and stuff, which is good to read the people yeah. that join it. They're not, they're not bored yet. Yeah. So you can find us on the Rob Rat Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter and on Facebook. Facebook. So if you want to just get in contact, feel free to do it. If you have any comments on the show or you want to give us a bit of news or anything like that, let us know. Do. We've, uh, people have submitted weird stories to us that we've used in the past. Like if you're online you see something weird, you think we'd like it, send it and we'll use it. Yeah. Um, so each week we kind of cover like a different topic and we look at stuff, right? So what, we what, what are we talking about this week? What's going this on? week, Robert, we are talking survival stories too. Ooh. What we did on episode 13, we did survival stories, which looked at some different things that people survived from different and actually I'd recommend people go back yeah, to yeah we have a, a whole range of stuff back you can yeah. go back, 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 look, go back uh, to the library so from episode one on so you'll find as you progress we've kind of improved our sound quality and all that yeah. as we go so some of the earlier stuff might be, mightn't be as good but the, the con- first two episodes the, the content the content is still there so yeah it's you know, still there yeah stick with it but uh, yeah we really appreciate anyone who goes back and listens to stuff and all that sort of yeah. stuff so there's, look, there's a lot of good content back there yeah. but in episode and loads more to come loads loads <laughs> yeah. the best is yet to come but um, episode 13 we talked about survival stories and we actually spoke to the Robertson family oh yes yes, they survived a shipwreck and they survived 30 days that was crazy it was an amazing story and if you want to go back and have a listen but today's episode we're talking about shark attacks and Mm. sharks and later on today we're going to talk to Glenn who survived a shark attack and it was a fascinating story but before we go into shark attacks and survival stories too we're going to go to the news here's the news Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News Hello and welcome to the news This is the news I'm going to start this week with the news My story is So Russian cows fitted with virtual reality headsets So the grass is greener in the virtual world That's what Moscow region farmers were aiming for When they fitted their dairy cows with virtual reality headsets To test their milk production Expert noticed reduced anxiety and improved overall emotional mood in the herd during the VR experiment, uh, said the Regional Agricultural Administration. So like, how would you know if cows in a bad mood? That's what I was thinking. They'd be moody. Hooray! Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they yeah. got sour milk. So like the second phase of the experiment, it said, will... Um, would evaluate the VR-wearing cow's milk production. The farmers worked with developers and veterinarians and relied on cattle vision research to create unique software simulating a summer field. So the Moscow... Oh, maybe they're in kind of a shed, but they put headsets on them to make them look like they're in the field. Oh, my God. They're all just wearing, like, headsets. Yeah, VR headsets. The Moscow Region Agriculture Administration cited Dutch and Scottish research suggesting that a calming atmosphere increases dairy production. It added that local manufacturer plays classical music whose soothing effect has a positive effect on the milk flow. The, the developers plan to expand the VR experiment, it said, observing to, to continue because to, it continues to show positive results. But that's mad. But, like, yeah, so they're putting headsets on them. So, like, I wonder, like... I think, obviously, 
you know, if it's a lovely green field they're seeing and they're listening to nice music, probably just make them feel better. But it, it, would, you be, would you be getting then, like, you know, like uh, eggs, you know, people want to buy organic and free range chickens, but they go, these eggs were hatched by chickens who believed that they were in a free range. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. not really, so they got like fewer headsets on them, but they're actually just in cages. But they, you get these lovely free range chasing eggs, but they're just like not at all free. That's great, yeah. Free range chickens. Or so they thought in brackets. <laughs> <laughs> these chickens believe it. Well, that's like the Matrix. Do you know? Because yeah. they, they got them plugged in. So these chickens well, think that they're living in like a lovely world where they're free to roam chicken world. Yeah. And they're out there living this class life and they're just popping out eggs the whole time that are really like nutritious because they're so happy. Whereas really they're locked in a shoebox. Yeah. Do you know? That's the future of eggs. That's the future. <laughs> I'm looking forward free to it. Free chicken eggs. Yeah. Or so they think. Yeah. VR chicken eggs. Brilliant. Yeah, that is mad, it's isn't mad, it? Isn't it? But I've heard the thing before. Have you ever? Have you done VR? Have you? I've done a bit. I have done a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know one of my friends had a like. He kind of. A, he you were had, telling us this before. I told you about mapping it out and all yeah. that stuff. But he, but he like got it before, when it was literally just yeah. been out. He yeah. bought a laptop that was thousands to get the headset. Jesus, yeah. But he won level. And I'm telling you, it was just like it was just relaxing music. I put on the headset, and you're literally on a bay in a boat, and you're just going, and it's a sunny day, and you're looking around at all these forests. And even though it's computerized, it was just class. Yeah, like, it's, it really feels. I don't weird, think you look around yeah. everywhere you look. There's stuff. Like I was thinking, you know, if you had a few beers or just you're kind of sitting, it's just really it's cool. Like yeah, and you know what he had as well. This is mad, but there was a there was a you could do this right. Yeah, you could put on the headset. And you could open this program, which was a level, and it was you can go in like with the control stick. You can walk around where you are, but you're in a theatre, right? Yeah. So you can walk into the cinema, and when you look up with your headset, you, you can see the big cinema screen. Yeah. But what was even cooler was he can then take off the headset, pick any video file on his computer, and, and watch play it, it on the movie. cinema screen. Oh, cool! Yeah. It was really cool. So I've heard something right that the future is going to go with this, and this is what I think is kind, kind of exciting what it is. So it's going to like <laughs> online multi-person VR. So say like you can for, already do yeah, it. but say say yeah. for instance it's a cinema, right? Yeah. Um, like I'm living in like a house in Dublin or something, and you're living in Mayo, right? But you're going to meet me in the cinema. I'm going to meet you at the cinema. We both put on our headsets, and we're both going to go to the cinema. And when I walk in, I can see you there, and you can see me, and we can go and sit beside each other and watch that movie that we've decided and to do. And you can probably talk. Yeah, you have your headsets, you could talk and back and forth. So, but yeah. what they're saying is like, so like you could have loads of people. So say like you have people living across all around the world, but you, have, meet the you have like a room where you go, you all come in and you're all there and you're completely immersed. And it feels and you like, probably will have an avatar. It feels like, sense. yeah, but a realistic looking one, like a real, yeah. like, like, a, like a photographic one of it yourself. Is, it, it, it'd be so knows. cool to be able to sit, sit, sit with friends that you can't yeah. get to see at the yeah. moment. You God can knows where it's going to go. Does he? No, but no, but I think <laughs> he knows. Jesus. No, but you know, no, Stephen but... has become a born again Christian since the last episode. Was, God knows where it's going to go. I was Buddhist, but now I'm born again Christian. <laughs> no, no, I still think I'm I'm on the fence, Buddhist. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I believe. Anyway, look, uh, I believe in Buddha. It is, um, it is like it's good. Basically. Do you know what I mean? I think it's. Um, Sorry, uh, it's it is. Exciting. It's interesting it's where exciting. it's going to go. It's yeah, I think the porn industry is quite excited with VR at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to do an episode on porn. Okay, I'm not sure like, but I think yeah, we could do down the line. Yeah, just its impact on society. Uh, more news, right? So let's face it. If you like, so McDonald's coffee, right? People, it's meant to be lovely. I've had a few of them. They're nice. And the handy thing is, like, when you're in an area, you can drive through. So if you want to get a coffee in the morning, you just end up yeah. at cafe. But they actually do nice coffee. Yeah. But obviously, there was, a, there was a man in Bradford, or Bradford, and he was kind of struggling maybe to pay for the coffee. So he, or else he got his hands on the minute. He got, so when you buy a coffee in McDonald's, you get given, like, a sticker. 
yeah. I actually have one in my wallet. Yeah, collector, right? But this guy was caught. He was pulled over in his car. Take them all the bin. No, he was pulled over in his car, so he had a load of fake stickers. So he'd been getting free coffees from McDonald's for like ages with them. But his car, his car was stopped by the police for drug, drug or driving offences or okay. something like that. And when they searched the car, they found like reams and reams of like these sheets of face stickers so I don't know how long he'd get away with free coffee I'd say some of the work there must have given them to him he must no he printed, printed them off like oh, he's printed them off oh, like you know okay. like a sticker printer yeah, like yeah, thing. Yeah. that's what he was doing with them yeah, yeah. but like it's, it's innovative but I suppose it's free coffee like it's not like he's I don't know yeah, but it's it's still illegal, I suppose. But yeah, like, that's yeah. That, yeah. You're stealing basically. I'm stealing coffee from McDonald's, but like it's just. But maybe he was in a bit of a bad way and he couldn't afford it, or else he just said, "Feck it, I'm not paying for it." Like, he's just a type. He bought this printer <laughs> for printed stickers. He probably yeah. spent a fortune on the printer. printer. For tiny <laughs> <stickers>. <laughs> uh, in Mosul Bay in South Africa, the makers of a South African gin are using um, animal dung. Okay. Right, so there was a coffee before that a monkey could. Speaking of yeah. coffee before, yeah, so it's they're like they're nearly like cats. I think they are luwak or something oh. like that. So what happens is the cats eat them. I used to always think that they came out their bones. Yeah, but I think they puked them back up again. The beans, the beans, yeah. yeah. And then that's what they, that's what they uh, people then like. They kind of they ferment them a little bit. Yeah, and then right. people, people like to what drink it. What we about the poo anyway? Uh, speaking yeah, from from one rank thing to another. So in South Africa, a couple uh, have started to make a gin using elephant poo as a filter in it because apparently elephants only use like one third of the nutrients of the stuff that they eat they eat loads of plants and flowers yeah, and all yeah. sort of stuff so, so a lot of it's in so a lot of it's left in the poo so now they've like they're two scientists and they were away on a, a holiday in South Africa and, and they, came up, this they came up with this idea but apparently it's really really nice it probably is yeah but it's described the gin's flavour as a lovely wooden almost spicy and earthy uh, but I'm not picking the gin anyway. Gin's no. really kicked off. It has kicked off. I mean, the big fish bowls they drink out of. It's like just full of fruit. Do you know what I think though? It's fairly easy to drink. If you drink gin and elderflower tonic and a bit of fruit, you don't really it's taste easy the alcohol. To drink, yeah, it doesn't taste strong. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you yeah. can get bottles of this um, elephant poo gin for like 32, 32 Not too. Um, it's not too bad. No, it's but not like, too bad. Yeah. Where well, did they get all the elephant poo though? Just they originally they were getting it sent to them yeah. from a thing, but now they st- I don't know did they get they an elephant, did they get an elephant or whatever they got. So they're they're about so they're so it says three to four thousand bottles of gin can be made from five sizable bags of elephant poo. So they're getting a fair bit out of it. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I suppose you try it maybe That's just good. to see what it's like, but. I think it's all just a bit of a gimmick, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Um, I have another story on animals. There we go, yeah. Anything to do with poo? No, but it's, no. I think it's hilarious. If you haven't heard this, okay. it's, it's a while back now this has been happening, a good while back. But um, so. <laughs> You're already laughing, this is going to be good. Sorry, I just said. Pigeons and cowboy hats have been roaming the streets of Las Vegas. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. For unknown reasons. So somebody's putting cowboy hats on pigeons in Las Vegas, little cowboy hats. So over the like in the over a few months back, there were multiple reports of Las Vegas birds spotted wearing different colour cowboy hats, raising many questions. Who was doing this? Why? And are the pigeons okay? <laughs> so pigeon rescue advocacy group Lofty Hopes um, tried to find answers. So the pigeon, a pigeon rescue group. There's a group for everything, isn't there? Yeah, the pigeon positive movement. We're working hard to find <laughs> the find pigeon <laughs> positive movement. The PPM. <laughs> They were working hard to try and find answers. Oh, if you're uh, if you're listening to this somewhere and somebody knows someone who's in the pigeon positive, pigeon positive movement, tell them to get in touch with us. I'd love to speak to them. That is, yeah. go on. Uh, so Maria 
Maria Hillman, who runs the Lofty Hopes, told HuffPost that after several days of searching, on Tuesday they finally tracked down the pigeon in the red hat, which they named Cluck Norris, <laughs> who wears a pink hat, is still... Um, he was reportedly whatever. They got him anyway. He was reportedly whatever. <laughs> he was reportedly whatever. He was, wearing the, he was wearing the pink cap, but they got him anyway because they wanted to check. Is it glued uh, to his head like? Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, the birds went viral a few weeks back after some guy got uh, took a video, took a video on, on social video media. Cowboy after was, speaking yeah. with people who shot the footage, Lofty Hopes were able to locate Cluck Norris and they set a trap in order to capture him and assess his hat situation and how to best remove it safely. How did they trap him? Uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, as people keep feeding the fashionable birds, <laughs> he's been difficult to capture as he's not interested in food. His well, new celebrity is... Yeah, he's grand. I'm not, not dealing with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said so she said it's been... It's been getting reports that the birds in the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Mackenzie. Sorry, I'm at last. That's okay. Bit, but um, basically, there's pigeons wearing cowboy hats. Yeah, they were trying to work out how to see cowboy hat them. And the lofty <laughs> hopes. cowboy hat them. Yeah. What, they, to, what are they? Lofty uh, hopes. Lofty hopes is the name of the group in Las Vegas. But I just have to share the video of it. It does look quite comical. I know it's not fair now to be mistreating animals and if you're gluing cowboy hats. Yeah, well, as well, it's the fact that they're glued. I yeah. suppose. If the yeah. pigeons were like happy enough to wear yeah, them, yeah, yeah. it'd be different. But like, it just looks funny. I'd say it looks funny. It looks yeah. hilarious. Like, imagine you're like, what's that pigeon wearing a cowboy hat? <laughs> and then you get a few different, a few different types of hats, like a top hat, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. a few different, uh, like a. I think they did have different colour hats. Beret and a, yeah. Yeah. a French hat. <laughs> a Shanks hat. <laughs> Class. Yeah. But that was my news. Look, they're trying to de cowboy hat. <laughs> they're trying to de cowboy hat. Basically, if you're in Las Vegas, you could. So basically, see. someone's in Vegas and they're probably like there on the piss and they happen to have a load of cowboy hats. But they're putting hats. a lot of work into capturing them, getting the cowboy hats, putting them on them. They're yeah. going through a lot of effort just yeah, to Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, it's news. That's <laughs> It's the news and that's what matters. That was the news. <laughs> Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. That was the news. Welcome back. So in Survival Stories 2, as we mentioned, we are talking about sharks and shark attacks. So, different things, right? In 2018, the world, there was a worldwide total of 66 confirmed deaths from shark attacks. Okay. Unprovoked cases was lower than the most recent five years, from 2013 to 2017. Average of 84 incidents annually. There were five fatal attacks this year, four of which were confirmed to be unprovoked. These numbers were in line with the annual global average of six fatalities per year. So the United States averages just 16 shark attacks each year and slightly less than one shark attack fatality every two years. So one every two years, yeah. is too bad. Meanwhile, in the coastal US states alone, lightning strikes kills more people than shark attacks. And each year there are about 50 to 70 confirmed shark attacks and five to 15 shark attack fatalities around the world. These numbers have risen over the past several decades, but not because the sharks are more aggressive, it's because more humans are in the water. In the water, yeah. Basically. Over 375 shark species have been identified, but only about a dozen are considered dangerous. Three species are responsible for most uh, human attacks, and that's the great white, yeah. uh, tiger, yeah. and the bull. Yeah. Uh, bull shark, I think, is who attacked today's guest, okay. Glenn who we'll be talking to a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, the largest shark is the whale shark, which can grow up to 60 feet, 20 metres long. But they're long. not aggressive at all. 
No, they're gentle giants. You can swim with them. swim with them. Yeah, they're yeah, gentle giants. Swim with them. They eat uh, tiny plankton. Yeah, yeah. There's a, and then the, the second largest one is the, the basket. Basket shark. We get that. That's kind of around Ireland. Do we, we get, get them? We get them around Ireland. You get oh, them yeah. out ackle and stuff. You get them off just off the coast. They're huge big things. But yet again, they're gentle giants. Yeah. I don't think they have like tiny teeth and they're not aggressive or anything like that at all. Yeah, they're like little cats. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, did, did you see? Um, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? But yeah. the, like the world's biggest great white shark. Have you seen that? No. There was pictures of it. We shared them on the pay, on the post on the in, Rob yeah, Rand Instagram page, right? But they reckon the shark is about fifty years old. So okay. they they tagged it twenty years ago and it featured on like uh, Shark Week, some magazine, yeah, yeah. Shark Week. You know okay. they do it on like the Discovery Channel and stuff like that. And yeah. like that was a huge shark then. But now it's estimated now it's, it's estimated to be six meters long and weighing two and a half tons. So it's God. about half the size of a. So it's like an a, old man. It's like half the size of a bus. Huge, like it's huge. Massive. But I'll stick the pictures up because it's amazing. Well, like, these I'm, divers are down there, like fairly close to the shark, and it's just like taking pictures. Yeah, and it's massive. Like it's what a kind scary, of shark is it? Great, a great white. Great white. So yeah. they are. They can be dangerous as well. Oh yeah. Sharks don't sleep. Yep. They experience alternating alternating periods of rest. Just that's kind of mad. That they I think sleep. I think they can't. They need to keep moving to stay alive. Yeah. Sometimes so they can't be still. Helps them breathe or something. And they have no bones. Yeah, sharks. They're made out of cartilage. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Because there's that. no bones. So, like, you know, the, the bit in your nose, the kind of bendy bit that's yeah, kind of like, or the bit of grizzly you get on, on chicken. Of. Yeah, so it helps them to be more limber and move and stuff like that. God, that's. And stops them true. getting injured in attacks and stuff. They're a bit more it's kind like. Of right. They're yeah. at the top of the food chain. They're the killing machines basically. in there. That's their, yeah. that's their world. Like, that's why when we go in there, it's kind of your own fault, really. But yeah. Like, I know swimming in the ocean is way more. They don't. Fun. They don't come. Did in, you swim in the they, ocean in Australia? When you I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I think I told you this before, but when I, the shark alarm went off and I was on the surfboard out there. The what? I was just doing surfing lessons. Yeah. I spoke about this definitely before, but anyway, okay. I was doing surf lessons and uh, the alarm. There's a, like a shark alarm that goes oh, off yeah, on the beach, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I, just, I just sitting on the board. I didn't want any of my limbs in, in the water. I was out the water. Yeah, I was out behind the breaking waves wow. as well because you're kind of get, trying to catch them. Yeah, yeah. So I was just freaking out. So then I just kind of let the water just kind of catch me, just bring me in, you know, staying on the board without it, my hands well, and my feet. I see your oh, dogs pumping, and the guys coming out behind you in uh, jet skis just to try and scare off the shark see where it is and then a helicopter goes by and everything because like, it's huge God. huge problems when I was living over there I think there was two I think Japanese two Japanese tourists were killed uh, Japanese shark yeah two God. Japanese tourists were killed yeah. God because they and then it was in Western Australia so they had a big big problem with it right with these sharks so they were setting there was a big problem because a lot of people like sharks over there and they didn't want to have them killed but then for safety they kind of had to do it because they have these big nets way out oh, to stop yeah, them coming yeah, in yeah, close yeah. but they can get through them or get under them or yeah. whatever so then they started setting bait traps to catch some of these sharks right okay. great white sharks are protected and they're endangered so you're not allowed to kill them so but, now they can't so, but what they did is they were catching them and then they, they were like there were people were given the job of going around in boats and they had to take it and then they bring it they bring them way out to sea and then kill the shark shoot them with shotguns right they didn't want to have them in close to it because the blood would attract other sharks. Okay. So they dragged them way out and then killed them. But no one was taking into account which what type of shark they were. It could have been great whites. Okay. It could have been tiger sharks. You don't yeah. know. But the water over there is full of sharks. We went out. Really? We went out deep sea fishing um, at Christmas time. And we're up kind of north, uh, north in Western Australia. And we're out in a boat. And you used to drop the fishing line 50 metres down to yeah. the bottom to get the fish at the bottom. Okay. But about 20 metres below the boat is where all the sharks were. So when you're pulling the fish up, they, you get, get it. they get it so either you're, you're thinking get bitten and you'd have no fish or you'd have half a fish that come up but every time they come up pass through them you'd have to get you have to get it up really, really quickly because sharks would be taking it and your man on board goes uh, 
G'day, mates. Hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. If you catch a shark, I'm not bringing it on board because you don't know how to deal with it. So we're not doing it. We're not eating shark fish. So basically, if your shark, you know, if shark takes your thing, you got to just let it go and just break the line. Okay. Because you weren't getting into a battle. He wasn't giving yeah, us enough yeah, stuff. Yeah. But sure, your rod wouldn't have been strong enough. Uh, they're quite good, strong. Because we were getting big. You're getting big bottom fish down the oh, bottom nice. as well. But uh, there's so much sharks out there. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Like but it's once again, it is where they live. So exactly. You're in their gas. If they started coming into your house, yeah. that'd be an issue. But exactly. like you're going to there. Like sharks, they can replace lost teeth in less than 24 hours. They just grow back another yeah. one, yeah. And they may, they may use thousands of teeth over the course of a lifetime. Um, ancient teeth were the source of most known shark fossils. You often see people with those things around their neck. You know, like uh, people go away like a holiday somewhere and they get yeah. like, a, like a little string with a shark tooth or something like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And like you said as well about their cartilage being, they, that means they just decompose way quicker. Yeah, but also it means that I think that they don't get as in, you know, they don't break bones. So if they get into a battle with like another They're shark, they just get kind of bruised yeah. apart as opposed to. Yeah. Uh, great white sharks can detect one drop of blood in 25 gallons. 100 litres of water they can sense yeah, even miles as, away can't they? Li- yeah as little as up, up to 3 miles away yeah. that's crazy 5 kilometres so if you're bleeding at all in the water like it's like in Jaws but that really scared the shit out of people but there's, as, oh, as yeah. you were saying at the start there's I think five, about, on average about 5 people die from shark attacks every year whereas millions of people die from starvation you have a 1 in 63 chance of dying from the flu right and a 1 in 11 million chance of being killed by a shark in your lifetime so like there's more chance of being killed with the flu. Yeah. But, I've actually, but yet everybody freaks out about sharks. I think Jaws, Jaws really did that. Like. I did, yeah. Later on, I've actually a list of things that are more likely to kill you than sharks. Oh, good stuff. Cool. So we'll go through yeah. that. Uh, Cone one in China as yo chai or fish wings, shark fins, are yeah. used to make the traditional delicacy shark fin soup. Yeah. The culturally celebrated but controversial soup is found widely in Asia and will even be on the menu at Hong Kong Disneyland when the park opens. Do you know why it's so controversial? Why? Because what they do is all they want is the fins so they go out and they catch the sharks inside of the boat. They cut the the fins off and release it let the shark go down the shark dies. So they're not like utilizing. They kill them they're not utilizing for all this meat. So they just because they can. So instead yeah, of like they can, they, they can fill boats with fins. Whereas if they take every shark every time, it'd be different. So they just literally take it out of the water, slice yeah. two side fins and the back fin off, and they, yeah, they, they, they bleed horrible. to death, and they probably get eaten by yeah. other sharks. Yeah, that's hard. So that's what that, that is. That is. It's cruel. It's hard. Yeah. And um, Joel's the movie has to obviously play this iconic music in the background. Yeah. But 30 years ago, the blockbuster Jaws brought the terror of shark attack to the movie theatres. The record-breaking film directed by Steven Spielberg and based on the best-selling novel by Peter Benchley uh, grossed $130 in the US box office in the United States alone. The movie arguably arguably made sharks public enemy number one. And apparently the shark is seen on the screen very little in the movie. Your man who wrote the book, I think. Yeah. What's his name there? He said it. His name was... I think he got involved in like um, trying to like stop people wanting to kill sharks and all that stuff because he felt responsible for sharks having such a bad name. Really? Because as you said, like not that many people are actually killed by them. There's so much other things. Yeah. So like he's given that real fear. You know what I mean? It's put a massive fear of people into the like going yeah, into the water. Yeah. They're, kind of, they're doing their own thing, really. They're out they're there just doing. Yeah. That's their buzz. But they're not really like. And I think even you probably talk about it a bit. Like, but like when they bite people, they're not after us really. Like a lot of people yeah. get bitten and let go again and stuff. It's yeah, not, yeah. We're not really there. Well, look, sure. Glenn, Glenn is someone who was attacked by shark and yeah. by a shark. Glenn Dickinson, twenty-seven. He nearly died after being mauled by a ten-foot bull shark while spearfishing off the coast of North Queensland. 
Australia in February of 2017, but he was lucky enough to escape with his life, but just barely. So we'll go to the Glenn's interview and hear about his shark attack story in this Survival Stories 2. So we'll go to Glenn's interview and we'll come back after. Okay, so I'm here with Glenn Dixon, who has a pretty amazing story. Glenn, you had an encounter with a shark, which is pretty terrifying. Can you walk us through that day and what you were doing? No worries at all. I was attacked off the coast of Queensland, uh, off an island called Hinchinbrook Island, which is about 40 kilometers off of the mainland. We were spearfishing around uh, an island looking for barramundi, uh, which is a pretty famous fish over here. Okay. And, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we were spearfishing off the coast uh, off this island, which was in a depth of 22 meters. Now, unfortunately, on this day, the uh, visibility in the water was rather poor. Bad visibility. So, yeah, so we could only see about uh, three meters beneath us and around us. So that's generally uh, not very well wanted. As a spear fisherman, you want to be able to see your surroundings and know if we have any other friends lurking around. Uh, so we were in the water for about 15 minutes at this rock called Eva Rock. And as I was diving under and taking turns as we do, so we do one up, one down uh, as a dive rule for safety. So one person's always watching from above and the other person's uh, taking the dive to hunt the fish. Okay. Now, my friend who was my dive buddy, there were four of us together, but we were split in two teams. Uh, he had finished going down, taking his dive, and he shot uh, a fish we call Mango Jack. Over here, which is another sort of good fish over here. And he was then swimming it back to the boat. Now, usually, this is where I would have gone wrong and not find him. And instead, out of excitement, I, uh, I decided to go down and have a shot myself. Now, I went down and I shot the fish, uh, at 22 meters and came back up from the bottom and as I was coming back up the fish was making rather a lot of noise underwater shuddering uh, due to the fact that I hadn't shot it in the brain I'd shot it in the back which um, gives kind of a bit dinner bell feel I should say for the shark yeah now I, I pulled him up and stayed you know I always stay rather calm and he swam around a bit, so he kind of gave me a bit of an entanglement. Uh, so I had to try and fix the entanglement. Uh, so there, while I'm doing this, I'm kind of just floating on the surface, not seeing everything that's going on beneath me. Uh, during during this time, I uh, was I managed to get him untangled. Just as I got untangled, and I went to put him at ease with my knife, so that he can therefore uh, entangle me anymore, I was then hit, what felt like, by a bus. Yeah. From below. And, and then chucked straight into a washing machine. That's mm -hmm. probably the, clear, the, the best idea I could do for the best force output this, this shark. And, uh, yeah, he completely snuck up on me, so it got me without me even knowing he was in the area. And, like... He tore off, like, was it half of your calf muscle? 
Yes, I did. That was on the second. The first one, he, uh, he, my upper femur, he, he got me, can swallow my leg completely and my fin. And, uh, pretty much tried to amputate my limb right there. Go on. 360 degrees to the bone. So, uh, my femoral artery was gone. I was in, in a pretty bad way. I, he had to regurgitate me because, yeah, because it was so far down his throat and, um, he, he couldn't get through my bone. He had to let go and try and get my leg out of his throat. Gosh. Yeah, it was pretty full on. And I, I, so I, at this time, I knew what was going on. I knew that I was under attack by a shark. I knew that I needed to uh, try and get myself to the safest, uh, to, in order to survive, I had to try and get to safety, some sort of safety, some sort of land. There was a there was a rock. My, I knew the rock was there next to me, and because I, I was able to manage to move again, I started swimming towards uh, this rock, and I just got to the rock and touched it, and that's when he hit me the second time. And God, he, away my... he got you twice, and that's when he tore away your calf muscle. Yeah, that's when he took away the calf. And like, Lynn, can you remember the feeling of the teeth going in? Uh, not exactly, because it was so powerful, so fast. The amount of force I put, all I knew, all I knew is I didn't watch him actually get my leg either, felt the force. Uh, but I, it, it's a funny thing. It hurts more to get probably cut by a knife, uh, just at the top of your skin, because the amount of force, he went straight down through my nerves immediately. So... Therefore, I couldn't actually feel. God, yeah. God, that is, like, so terrifying. And, like, so you you eventually got to safety, then. Yeah, so I managed to, after he took, because he took away my my calf cleanly, I was able to uh, get back on that rock. Uh, That's where I got up to the top and warned my uh, dive buddies that I was in trouble. And... Yeah, the shark has got me, and then at that point, when I knew they uh, knew that I was in trouble, I passed out um, because I was only a few, probably about forty seconds off bleeding out. Because you were bleeding out a lot, I'd say. Yeah, well, when your femoral artery is gone, that's three minutes. Now, from the time I got attacked to the time I actually got to hospital, stabilised, and getting surgery was five and a half hours. God, you like you were actually you were so lucky. And I read somewhere, Glenn, that you said that you experienced like seeing a bright light. Do you remember that? Yes, definitely. I'll never forget that. Um, and what what did that feel like? We actually did a podcast episode before about uh, people who've had near death experiences. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think it was really nice. But the light was, uh, I think, the last part of shutting down, your body shutting down. And I must have some sort of chemical reactions released inside of me that that calms you and and gives you a peaceful, almost like sleep-like ending, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like it feels almost like it's coming to give me a big hug and tell me everything's okay as I as I, I pass. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that I knew what was going on. I was wearing my subconscious to know that I was dying, and that was my death. And uh, my daughter's face. Because I have three, nearly four now, kids, and a beautiful wife that support me. And I see my daughter at the time's face first. 
um, and my family and my wife, and because uh, my third wasn't born yet at that stage, she was only a couple months away, and uh, yeah. that was kind of the drive to keep you fighting. Exactly, I went and yeah, my my is like I I thought I because I'm a Muay Thai fighter as well. I was I was right into uh, coming up to another fight, so I was at, at a high level standard of fitness. Yeah, and that was also another reason why I was able to survive uh, with such small amount of blood in my system. God, that's amazing, Glenn. It's amazing that you pulled through that. And like for people who don't know, you actually you ended up was it your right or left leg? My right leg got amputated. You ended up, getting, yeah. That's you ended up getting the leg amputated. Yeah, a week later, I woke up out of a coma, and uh, yeah, my missing my right leg. But I'd say when you came when you came to, how did you feel? How how did it feel for you when you saw the leg was gone? Was it something that when you woke up did you expect it, or was it something where you shocked? I, I can imagine that was very shocking. It was, but it wasn't as much because I knew how much trouble I was in and I remembered the whole experience. So, I mean, just to be awake, the fact that I, I woke up um, and knowing I survived was the first thing that I would be about. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd I mean, say so. I'd say even just the fact, just being awake and probably seeing your wife there and, you know, it's an amazing story, Glenn. It's absolutely, you know, amazing that you, like... And you, you you haven't stayed out of the water since, have you? Has it changed? Or like, are you more fearful now in the water? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely careful, and, and I mean, I've always always careful, but I'm definitely like I never will get complacent in the water, and I'm I'm very particular about where I dive and who I'm diving with, because uh, it's a very hostile environment. Yeah. God, it's well. It, do you know what? It's an amazing story, Glenn, and. Uh, Look, thanks a million for sharing it with us, Glenn, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, I will, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for sharing your story. Okay, so that was my interview with Glenn. Fascinating story. Jesus, it's uh, yeah. scary. Like, I just look, apologies for the audio there. Glenn joined us from Australia, so the line was slightly bad there at the beginning. But look, I think you, you can up. get the essence of the story. I, yeah, and yeah. I think it's really like it, him talking about like his, like I didn't realize till the end there that he lost the leg. Oh yeah, you know, he, got uh, the leg he seems to quite still have a kind of decent attitude about it. Like oh, he does, yeah, he's, he's still out diving and he's still doing. Nice guy, yeah. yeah, but like, like as you said, so he was saying he got like he the shark, the shark, the shark bit on, and because I suppose the femur bone being like the, your top, you're the most strongest and biggest bone in the body, yeah. it's going to be difficult for the shark to yeah. pull through. He's lucky that it was that, and you know, the shark. Mean? The reason he was able to get back, the shark got sick. It regurgitated. Yeah, it regurgitated. It was legged the whole yeah. way down the mouth. Yeah, it's like Crazy. when you try and like eat something. But like he was so lucky that from the time that he got bitten to the time he got to the hospital and operated, like over five hours. Yeah, the fact that he so the femoral the femoral artery got severed, didn't yeah. it? So, but like if you can imagine, that's a quite a big artery going through but your the leg. The blood, blood just pissing out. out. Oh. He's looking more sharks weren't attracted to it. Like really, yeah, it's frightening. Yeah. yeah. Scary, class, scary story. class, amazing stuff, but uh, scary, scary stuff as well. Like it's, uh, wow, yeah. Uh, but he survived. He survived. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I just, I suppose this is what I wanted to go through as well. Is uh, my list of things that are more likely to kill you than shark attacks, and right. this is from the World Health Organi- Organization stats. Right. Who? Okay. Who? So mm, huh? who? So I said poo. World Health Organization, yeah? Who? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. So. I thought mos- I said poo. Mosquito bites. <laughs> yep. 
how many people a year do you think that kills? Oh, I think it's the biggest killer. So it's probably it's in the millions. Okay, yeah, you're right. I didn't think you'd get that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it might seem impossible that something so minuscule can kill so many people, but yes, it's true. According to World Health Organization, mosquito bites result in the deaths of more than one million people okay. every year. Yeah. Uh, the majority of deaths are due to malaria. Malaria, yeah. But like, that's, that's amazing. I didn't think it was that big, like. I think we mentioned that in a previous podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, it's crazy. No, of course it is. Yeah. It's the biggest killer. It's um, crazy. Like, yeah. Traffic lights. Traffic lights. Uh, they are responsible for 2,000 deaths each year, in the US anyway, uh, assuming that people are running through them. You know, just okay, running yeah, yeah, yeah. kills 2,000 people. Uh, 150 deaths annually are due to coconut falling. 150 people 100, die. 150 yeah, each year. Jesus. Uh, 24 people die a year from uh, champagne corks. How many? 25. 25 people die? Each, oh, sorry, 24. Each 24 year. die each yeah. year. Don't be show off. Safety first. Wow. So you just get it in the face. But how, yeah. even... Wow. Like, 24 people a year die from that. How fizzed up are these bottles getting like? I know. Jesus. Tri- tripping. Yeah. Tripping and falling. Almost 6,000 people die a year from tripping. Which is crazy. Tripping over things like... Falling over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eating your lunch or dinner. Choking on food kills 3,000 people each year. Jesus. Uh, raw meat kills 5,000 people each no year. No way. Raw meat. You get like yeah. a cola or you get uh, something like that. This is one for you. Uh, Why is that now? Autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. kills as many as 1,000 people each year. So for yeah. those of you who don't know what that is, that's basically when you get like a, a noose and you tie it around your neck and then you start masturbating. Yeah. Apparently the, the, the masturbation and the choking. It's a close to death sort of thing like mm. your man was talking about there. Yeah. yeah. Lightning. Lightning kills 24,000 people Every year. Right. Twenty four thousand people. Twenty four thousand people are killed by lightning worldwide each year. Feck off. No. <laughs> Seriously, twenty four thousand people yeah, are killed. I Googled, every... I Googled all these. That is mad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty four thousand people. Um, that's so the, we live in a town in Casabara, right? Yeah. And there's roughly about twenty thousand people in the town. Yeah. So a whole town could be wiped out by lightning. Yeah, it's crazy. That is pretty mad, yeah. But that's so sharks, I suppose, on the grand scheme of things, they kill a lot less people annually than uh, Other things. Uh, I've got a fact for you. In, Go 19, in 1996, toilets injured 43,000 Americans. And, toilets? And sharks injured 13. Toilets, they're injured by, I don't know how, like. Trickle and in 1996, after. again, and these are facts, must be 1996. Yeah. Buckets and pails injured almost 11,000 Americans. And once again, sharks only injured 13. Yeah. So your buckets are more dangerous than sharks. Yeah. Uh, this is, 2,600 Americans were injured by room air fresheners. Like they automatically. I don't know what it was. They got it in the face, maybe or something. I don't know how they're. Yeah. They're not killed now. They just get injured, so they could be yeah. tripping over them, or I don't know what the heck. Yeah. It's weird, like that is weird. Yeah. Um. In two thousand eight, a polar bear jaw was found inside of a Greenland shark's stomach. A polar bear jaw. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Some battle there, I say, wouldn't it be? But yeah. Your man, your man was driving with his junior because, like, a lot of I think fifty percent of shark attacks happen to surfers. Okay. Right. So obviously, your man was diving. Yeah, and mainly shark attacks occur less than 100 feet, feet from the shore so like most people are kind of in close to the shore when they get attacked so it, it is quite unusual for a diver to get attacked like that it's not as uh, yeah you know um, so they say so some tips like if you are someone who does swim in waters that there could be sharks uh, some tips for people they say swim with a friend yeah. as you said stay close to shore don't swim at dusk or dawn yeah. uh, don't swim around schools of fish where people are fishing and avoid wearing jewellery and avoid excess splashing. 
Avoid they just exit. stand on water there. Avoid excess yeah. splashing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And jewelry. Why they like shiny stuff, do they? Probably. Probably like a beige. Like it doesn't. Yeah, suppose, no. suppose, yeah. So yeah, there's fifty uh, percent are uh, surfers, and then thirty eight percent are swimmers and waders. Uh, snorkelers and divers are eight percent of people attacked. Just and inflatable rafts and inner tubes accounted for three percent of all attacks. So there's just sharks just attacking like inflatables. Uh. <laughs> uh, sorry, remember that really annoying Baby Shark song from Baby last year? Baby Shark, do 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 Grandma Shark, do 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 That's a shark. That's a that thing. That's, <laughs> that's more annoying. Yeah, I suppose of all things that, you know, that it's getting killed by a shark, just frightening though. It is. And I, 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 I know I always go on about stories in Australia, right, with me. But this is like yeah. relevant again because it's, it's, it's shark stuff, right? We don't I, mind, we don't mind right. anymore. So <laughs> we're used to it now. So I, don't, I was out uh, wakeboarding, right? Yeah, which is like uh, water skiing, but you're on like a snowboard thing and stuff. I think so. We're out in uh, a river in Perth, and a friend of mine had a boat, and we used to be uh, up and down the river on the on the wakeboard, and we'd stand up at the back of it. And in the rivers, you get bull sharks, female bull sharks, go upstream and they swim up because they get there. Normally salt water, but they can be in fresh water as well. Bull sharks, okay, and they go up there when they're pregnant to give birth, okay. And then some of the sharks then can be in the river, whether they're newborn ones or the female ones, just there on the way back out. Yeah, yeah. So we're going through. I'm on the wakeboard, and next thing, another boat goes by, and people are pointing right behind me, and then all the lads on the boat are pointing back at me as well. And then one of the lads, are they shout, not the lads are shouting, "Shark! Fuck! What the fuck, shark? What's that?" I look behind me, and I literally no joke see a fin, right, thing in the water. I'm, ser- in the water. I'm serious. Right? I'm on the wakeboard, right. So I'm, I'm standing up and I'm like water skiing, right? As the boats go and I seem very. But then obviously we're looking and freaking out. I fall off the fucking thing, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm into the water and then so they oh, they, the boat is gone they stopped the boat, right? And then I, the, and I still have the hole in the, the rope thing. So I'm pulling. So I start. You've been in the water with a shark. So I'm in. Listen. So I'm on the. I'm in the water and I start pulling the rope. So pulling myself towards the boat to get there really quickly, yeah, really yeah, quickly. Yeah. And I pull myself up to the boat and like my shorts are basically falling off me. My arse is exposed, <laughs> right? So they're gonna get bitten on the arse by a shark. What a way to go. Yeah. Anyway. Anticlimax to the story. It turned out to be a pod of dolphins in the river, but I was fully convinced oh, yeah. that it was sharks. Well, and the people on the other boat, the Aussies were all laughing and stuff. But they were just pointing that there was dolphins. Yeah. And then the lads in the boat, load of Irish fellas, thought it was a shark as well. As did I. But yeah. uh, freaking. But in fairness, though, to you in that moment, you were in the water with a shark. Yeah, I thought. I, th- I, mean? I thought. I thought it was, thought was going to get killed. And now I've since been told that like if there's a big pod of dolphins like that, there won't be sharks around because they, they don't get on that well. Or they, you know, yeah. they they'd like oh, drunk there. The lads are up there. Yeah, he's up there messing about. But I honestly thought, like, this is it now. I'm going to get my arse eaten here. As Do you know what I wish? Why did I bother ringing, Glenn? We should have just talked to you. But yeah, that's well, right. you, you survived. I, su- <laughs> I, su- I survived a shark attack that wasn't really a shark attack. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's something we're, something we're wary of, like, that they, they can be in rivers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, right? so you're, like, fear in a river swimming. Because I think the bull sharks, as you said, the, the bull sharks are quite aggressive, and the tiger sharks, and yeah. the great whites. Yeah. The great whites, obviously, is the shark from Jaws, but the bull sharks are the ones that you'll see them, and they're nasty looking sharks. Yeah. They're not nasty, but they just look mean. The face, of they them, look yeah. mean. You know, they, they look mean face. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but I'm not, more more Australian shite. But anyway, I was out. Uh, uh, we were doing a bit of snorkeling in this reef. It was lovely, lovely clear water. Yeah. And I was down, you know, looking at the fish, and there was turtles and everything there. It was really, really cool. And then there was a shark down there, but they're reef sharks, and they just don't go near you. I think they're lemon sharks and all this sort of stuff. If there's any Aussies listening, they know all this crack anyway. Yeah, but yeah. they're harmless, so not all sharks yeah, are actually going to hurt you. And I think I'd still freak out if I saw one. Yeah, it's, but they still have that look of a shark. They're still that grey, 
eyes on the side of the head, pointy nose, you know, that kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, your body is still going shark, the shark, it's a shark, it's a shark, it's a shark, it's a shark. Even if someone's going, it's fine, you must still be freaked out though. Yeah. I won't be able to stay in the water with it. Yeah, I can't. That's the, uh, that's the yeah. question. We're lucky enough in Ireland that you don't really get We that. are lucky enough. We're Although, I, when I was doing, if you listen back, we did an episode there with the lads in the Hardy Books, and yeah, yeah. French Toast is the surf instructor. Yeah. And he's up in Sligo, up in Bandor, and up in Donegal, or something like that. He's a surf instructor up there. And he's saying that there are sharks, and there are great white sharks, but they're a bit further out. Because yeah. the water is maybe a bit warm, I don't know, a bit warmer. But as global warming increases, this is what they're saying, we're going to be getting more of those sharks around the coast of Ireland because the waters will heat up. That's why we don't have some of those sharks. Yeah, yeah. So the warmer the water, because in Ireland, everything is just too cold here yeah. for like predators. But like. Will, we're not safe yet all the time. You know what I mean? In the future. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever been any shark attacks off the coast of Ireland. I don't know. I was at the beach there recently and I saw um, a whale. In Ireland? Yeah. Cool. I was looking up with binoculars. I wasn't just perving. I was just scanning the water and I just yeah, saw yeah. a lap and see a whale. It was cool. The tail, like, oh. Yeah, just kind of just uh, just breaching. That's class. So there you go. That's absolutely irrelevant. But, and did, uh, you, <coughs> did you say anything to it or shout anything now? Caca! Yeah. I don't know what that means. Caca! Yeah. Yeah. No. Did you do that? No. No, I didn't do Why? it. No, I just. I think I turned to the person with me. Go here. Look at this. And then he couldn't find it. But I had seen it. But you'd seen it. You'd had yeah. the moment. I'd had the moment. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that was the show today. <laughs> that was the show. But you know what? It was a good show. We've heard about <laughs> Stephen always likes to sum up our podcast by telling us how great it was. Do you know what? That was a great show that we just did <laughs> no, there. There's no, it. there's no, uh, there's no praise like self praise. There's no such thing as self praise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you enjoyed the show, the listener. Get in contact, uh, Rob Rap Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you didn't enjoy the show, just keep it to yourself. Don't yeah, pretend. But if you didn't enjoy the show, uh, we've had people um, sharing the store on their stories on social media and stuff like that, and it's great because it helps other people kind of discover. Yeah, look, it helps be found in that. And yeah. uh, uh, if you can give us a review on iTunes, we're very grateful for that. Good or bad. Yeah. So try not to do crap. But uh, loads of more interesting podcasts coming your way over the next couple a of lot, months. So stay lot. tuned to the uh, social media Rob Rat podcast For and updates. updates on what's going on. And also a lot of the time we kind of anything we've spoken about on the show sometimes we'll feature it on our social media too so be a, get a chance to and look, he doesn't get any credit from the show but he signs us off every day and he welcomes us every day and we're going to bring him in now to sign us off. Mick. That is Mick. Come on in Mick. Mick the veal guy. See you next week. See you next week guys. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening.